had been completed and God had come to dwell in it, Aaron and his sons, Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar were chosen to be priests. The evening before they were to be consecrated to God, Sarah prepared a special meal for her family. Mm. <laughs> the food is surely good, Sarah. It sure is. You children had better be getting to bed pretty soon. We must get up early tomorrow so we can get to the tabernacle before the crowd becomes too large. I guess just about all the people are going to be there. 
The next morning, Nebat was not feeling too well. Stomach ache. Well, wouldn't you know? Honestly, Nebat, when are you going to learn to stop eating like a glutton? <laughs> Now, don't be too hard on him, dear. Remember, you were also young ones. Father, when are we going to go? A lot of people have already left for the tabernacle. We'll be late. Just a moment, Sharon. Dear, you and Sharon go on. I'll stay with Nebat. Oh, Mother, I can take care of myself. I'm not that sick. No, Nebat, I'll stay with you. Run along now, dear, or you will be late. All right. We'll tell you all about it when we return. Come along, Sharon. How long will they be gone? Several hours, at least. I wish I'd felt well enough to have gone. This is one of the most exciting things that has ever happened since we left Egypt. Mother, are you still sorry we left Egypt? No, son. I think we did the right thing by coming with Moses. Listen to the trumpets, Mother. And look at the smoke rising from the tabernacle. Oh, I wish I were there. Several hours later, Izar and Sharon returned. How are you feeling now, Nebat? Oh, much better, thank you. Do tell us all about the ceremony. You should have seen all the people there and all the beautiful things Moses and Aaron wore. And there were a lot of people, all right. We all stood in front of the tabernacle. Moses and Aaron and Aaron's son stood at the door. Believe me, it was all very impressive. And what do you think, Nebat? The first thing Moses did was to take water from a basin and wash Aaron and his sons. Why did he do that? Their cleansing was to be a symbol of their purity before God. Then what did they do? Moses put special clothes on Aaron and his sons. All the garments used were of blue and scarlet and purple, just like the curtains of the sanctuary. Blue stands for God's perfection. And scarlet stands for our sins. And the purple stands for the blending of the two in God's mercy. Moses also put a special outer garment called an ephod on Aaron. Most of it was blue, just like the material mother wove. I'll bet it was the material mother wove. Then Moses fastened to each of the shoulder pieces of the ephod a large onyx stone on which were carved the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. Moses said the onyx stones represented the burdens which Aaron is to carry for the children of Israel. It must have looked beautiful. Do go on. Next, Moses placed a turban on Aaron's head and attached to it a gold plate bearing the inscription, Holiness unto the Lord. Then Moses dressed Aaron's sons with coats and caps and belts of fine linen, and then he anointed all of them. What about sacrifices, Father? Wasn't the smoke I saw a while ago from burnt offerings? Yes, Nebat. After Moses had dressed Aaron and his sons in the priestly garments, he brought out a bullock for a sin offering. Aaron and his sons laid their hands on the head of the bullock. What was the meaning of that, Father? When Aaron and his sons laid their hands upon the heads of the sacrificial animals, it meant that they were laying all their sins upon them. And Moses did a funny thing with the ram. What was that? <laughs> I guess what Sharon means is that he took some of the blood of a ram and put it on the tips of the right ears and on the thumbs of the right hands and on the large toes of the right feet of Aaron and his sons, signifying that their ears were to hear no unholy sayings, that their hands were to commit no unholy act, and that their feet were to carry them along the path of God's commandments. And then Moses mixed some of the ram's blood with some oil and sprinkled it on the clothes of Aaron and his sons. Oh, 
You were lucky to have seen it all, Sharon. I didn't overeat and get a stomachache, so there. Now that the tabernacle has been built and our priests have been chosen and consecrated, let us hope the people will remain more faithful to God. I certainly intend never to doubt the Lord again. We'll all try not to grumble when things aren't going well. God has shown his love for us by coming to dwell among us. The very least we can do is to be faithful to him. continue the Bible story tomorrow. And if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye. start of another kids bible club meeting and i'm excited you guys are doing such a great job of finding wonderful bible texts to share uh, tonight it's lily's turn right lily whatever you say pastor perez i have my text ready good let's hear it <clears throat> okay my favorite text is found in the book of job chapter 5 verse 19 here's what it says from six calamities he will rescue you and seven no harm will befall you Hmm, interesting. If I remember my Bible correctly, those words were spoken to Job by his friend Elipaz. Elipaz was attempting to encourage Job, right? I guess so. I just like them. Lily, are you having some calamities in your life? Henry's my brother. What do you think? Hey, I'm a good brother. <laughs> oh, I see. You need to know that no matter what Henry does, God will rescue you? Something like that. I'll have you know that I'm a lot better than I used to be. Really? How? Well, I make fun of you a lot less. I tease you a lot less. And when was the last time I put something gooey in your coat pocket? Tuesday. See? I'm cutting back. You know, Henry, you might want to take it easy on Lily. After all, you are her big brother. She needs you to protect her, not bug her all the time. Okay, okay. No more gooey stuff. But beyond that, no promises. <sighs> Don't worry, Pastor Perez. I'm sure that whatever Henry does to me, there's a Bible text for it. I'll just keep looking. Good attitude, Lily. Jesus wants to be our friend. He's interested in everything we do and longs to be included in our lives. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. 
This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists.
seems But no, there are questions that have no answers Except for the answers you you've joined me today for another story just for you. In the case of the secret code, Willie starts getting strange messages on his computer. Could they really be from God? Chapter 3, At the Shoebox. Willie was always glad to go to church. Every week, he and his friends met in the shoebox. Their class had more fun than anyone else's. Mrs. Shoe made sure of that. That's one reason why Willie was smiling when Grandpa pulled Willie's wheelchair from the trunk of the car. He jumped in and led the way across the church parking lot. See you later, Grandpa. Willie steered his wheelchair down the hall at high speed. Even before he got there, he could hear singing. Willie joined in while he was still in the hallway. Willie knew that his voice wasn't that great, but he made up for it by singing as loud as he could. I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river in my soul. Maybe I should do it lower. Willie knew that his voice wasn't that great, but he made up for it by singing as loud as he could. I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river in my soul. It wasn't until he wheeled through the door that he realized the others had stopped singing. Oomp, Willie said, suddenly embarrassed. Sitting in the second row, Maria and Dee Dee started to giggle. Chris, sitting in his usual spot by the aisle in the back row, grinned and gave Willie a thumbs-up sign. Welcome, Willie. Mrs. Shue acted as if nothing was wrong. You're sure in a good mood this morning? Yes, Mrs. Shue, Willie grinned back at her. Then let's get started. Mrs. Shue looked around at the kids in the shoebox. Who has had something special happen to them this week? Willie looked down, but Chris nudged him. Tell her, he said to Willie. No, you tell her. Tell me what, Willie? Mrs. Shue looked back at them. Willie's been getting secret messages, Maria said. Oh, really? Mrs. Shue said. What kind of messages? Maria told the group about Willie's modem and the secret message they had read on the computer screen. The message came from G period, O period, D period. You mean the one up in heaven? Sammy asked, sitting on the other side of Chris. Of course not, Dee Dee said, sitting with Maria. God doesn't use computers. Why not, Chris asked. He invented them, too. He did not, Jenny said. A man did, a scientist. So who gave him the idea? God can do anything he wants to do, even send us messages on computers. Chris folded his hands over his chest and stuck his chin out at Jenny and Dee Dee. He cannot, Jenny said. Can so, Chris shot back. Children, arguing will get us nowhere, Mrs. Shue said. But it is a good reason to discuss our lesson today. Sammy, what are we studying? We're studying Luke 11, the part about prayer. Jesus was teaching his disciples to pray. Dee Dee, why do you think Jesus did that? Why was it important for the disciples to learn how to pray? Because they needed to know how to ask God for all the good stuff they needed, or they wouldn't get it, Dee Dee said. That's silly, Chris said. God knows what we're thinking before we say anything. Why does he need us to say anything? Why doesn't he just answer our prayer before we ask? Who can answer that, Mrs. Shue said. Maria raised her hand. Sometimes I know you want the mashed potatoes when we're sitting at the dinner table, Chris, Maria said. But I wait to hear you ask for them before I pass them. That's the polite thing to do. 
Jenny raised her hand. And God wants to hear more than what we want. My mom said he's just like a parent. He doesn't want us to act like he's some sort of gift machine. He wants to hear that we love him. But remember that God does want to give you good things, just like your parents do, Mrs. Shue added. Sometimes they don't give you what you ask. Sometimes they have something else planned for you. But listen to this. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Luke 11, verse 9. Dee Dee raised her hand again. But that still doesn't mean that God can talk to you over your computer. Mrs. Shue shrugged and held up her hands. What do you think, class? Can you think of any unusual ways God talked to people in the Bible? Sammy raised his hand. He talked to Moses through a burning bush. And he used a small voice to talk to Elijah, Maria said. He wrote on the wall at that feast in Babylon, Chris added. Dee Dee stood up. But that doesn't mean he's talking to Willie on his computer. Mrs. Shue looked at Willie. What do you think, Willie? Willie was silent for a long while. Then he said, I got another message. Everyone listened. I got a longer message after Chris and Maria left Thursday night, Willie said. At first, I thought it would be just like the other one. I thought I could just switch the numbers to letters and get the message, but this one was different. This code had letters in it, too. After I translated the numbers to letters, I put the old letters and the new letters all together. I'll show you. Willie rolled his wheelchair to the front and began writing on the blackboard. W-L-C-M. T. T-H. B-L-L-T-N, B-R-D, period, I-V-B-N, W-T-C-H-N-G, U-L-N-G, T-M, N-D, M, G-L-D, U-H-V, J-N-D, S-H-R, period, I-H-P, T H R F R M U G N S N period G period O period D period Weird, Sammy said under his breath. That doesn't look like anything God would say, Dee Dee said. How do you know? Chris snapped back. I better do that again. Weird, Sammy said under his breath. That doesn't look like anything God would say, Dee Dee said. How do you know? Chris snapped back. Chris, Dee Dee, settle down, Mrs. Shue said. Actually, that's one of the reasons Jesus taught people through parables. He said things that many people didn't understand the first time. But if they were really looking for answers, they could figure it out. But this doesn't make any sense, Dee Dee said. I haven't figured it out yet, Willie said, but I think there is a pattern. I see it, Maria said. The letters that G period, O period, D period left in the code are vowels. And the numbers that change to letters are all consonants. The message is there, just like Mrs. Shue said, Willie said. We just have to really want to figure it out. But I do want to, Chris said. I just can't. Wait a minute. I see it. The first word is welcome. See? Right, Willie said. Only the vowels are missing. Only words made up of vowels have them. The shoebox kids worked on the code until they had the entire message. Welcome to the bulletin board. I've been watching you a long time, and I'm glad you have joined us here. I hope to hear from you again soon. G period, O period, D period. Well, Willie, it looks like your computer pen pal is inviting you to send him another message, said Mrs. Shu. I hope you don't let him or her down. But that doesn't prove that G period, O period, D period is, Dee Dee said. Chris rolled his eyes. 
That evening, Willie sat in front of his computer console, staring at the empty screen. For a long time, he didn't know what he should write, though it seemed important that he say something. Finally, he wrote, to G period, O period, D period, from Hot Wheels. Today at church, we talked about prayer, period. Though I'm pretty sure you're not the God that we pray to, comma, I thought you might have an opinion about it, period. After all, comma, there's not much difference between what we're doing right now and when I pray to God before I go to sleep at night, period. Maybe the only difference is that I can see God working in my life, comma, while you're just a pen pal, period. Anyway, I just want you to know that I'm glad you're my friend and that you take the time to send messages to me like this, period. Thanks, period. P.S. What flavor of ice cream do you like? Or does G period, O period, D period like ice cream? Willie looked at the message for a long moment, pressed the send button on his computer, switched it off, and headed for bed. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 2, The Case of the Secret Code, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.
So let the children come. Please let the children come. Children's Bible Journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net.